What's cracking, everybody? It's your boy here with episode 80 of the Opinion of Low podcast. Uh, we had a technical difficulty with Spotify and our release window on the last episode. I don't know what was up with that. Um, I'm trying to figure it out. I think it might be the publishing settings for the new host. What I'm going to do to make sure this one's on time is just publish it manually a little bit earlier than I usually do. Uh, probably like 10 o'clock tonight. And then hopefully everything's set up and ready for you guys to listen by the time you're hearing this. It's kind of irrelevant because, you know, you'd be listening to this by the time this is published. But I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I've been listening to a song most of the day called Gazillionaire by MF Doom. Uh, my favorite version of it is the Doctor Who Dat remix. I'm going to put that in the outro of the song, so, or the outro of the podcast, so you'll be able to hear it, and I'll probably put a link in the show notes. So check that out at the end of the show. You know what I'm thinking about right now is... after I, I was on Reddit this morning. I saw the Omarosa, whatever the fuck, $15,000 a month campaign job tapes. Nobody fucking trusts anybody in politics, ever. Everyone's got tapes of everything. Like, who the fuck has all this... All these tapes? It's crazy. Like... I just don't... Barring the fact... Let's let's set this out now. We've had a few presidents get assassinated. JFK, Lincoln, probably a few others. I don't know. All of them. Barring killing the dude, I've never seen anybody go after a president as hard as this one in my lifetime i've only lived through like three presidents two that i know of in history like what the fuck they hate this dude with a passion and you know i i can't stand him either but holy shit i have never seen anybody anybody assemble that level of coordinated effort to take one dude down because you know these, you know the people who are anti-Trump right now and in politics are like having, they're having team meetings like us. What are we going to come up with next? We need to just, we need to just crank it. We need to just next level, super hyper racist, whatever the fuck we have to come up with, we're going to come up with it. That's kind of the thing that spooks me out is, hang on, I have to pick up my phone real quick. All right, I'm back. So... The thing that really creeps me out, too, is that there's audio software out there that just from having two minutes of a person's voice, you can recreate anything you want, and it sounds exactly like them. Now, it's a little bit sticky right now, like it's not perfect, but it's really close. And the thing that bothers me about that is, like, they can say whatever the fuck they want, and knowing, you know that high-end military and defense department technology is way the fuck ahead of what we have in the public eye, there's probably some people who are hooking people up left and right with all kinds of special, you know, special tech. Not saying that that's happening. If the tapes exist from people who are in that system, they probably are real. I mean, I don't have access to them, so I can't investigate them, but... It's probably real. The guy said some shit. Um, it is kind of 
Kind of funny, though. I have no fucking idea who this Omarosa person is. But I looked them up, and they're apparently a celebrity actor type of thing. What the fuck is this person doing with tapes about the presidential campaign? Like, who is coming up with this shit? And, you know, what I was listening to the other day, yesterday, actually. Oh, Jesus, that hurt. Um... It was the Alex Jonesy platforming thing, you know, and it was someone had Jordan B. Peterson on their show. Uh, if you don't know who Jordan B. Peterson is, look him up. I'm not going to go into his thing right now. He's a professor of some kind. And he was talking about how it's a bad idea to deplatform Alex Jones just because it's biting off more than you can chew with making the ethical decisions of who should and shouldn't be on your platform. And that was a simple enough point. Like, I understood it immediately. Now, of course, he's he's an incredibly intelligent person, so there were some things I had to take some time to understand, some joints that I didn't totally connect, but the fucking interviewer was the most ignorant dude I've ever listened to. One, he looked totally fucking stupid. I couldn't tell if it was an act or if he was really going hard in the paint, like a super hipster. He had a mustache that was like perfectly flattened and it curled up to the middle of his cheek. And then he had the thickest rimmed glasses I've ever seen, like easily a half inch thick all the way around. And he had a, a scarf, a black scarf on that was draped over his shoulder and one going down like his chest, but his shirt was unbuttoned. And he had no undershirt. So it's like, what the fuck? Take the scarf off if your shirt is unbuttoned. You're not Magnum P.I. You don't get to do that. This isn't how the world works. No, that's just bullshit. No one in fashion does that. People in high fashion would wear a dinner plate before they do that. And then this guy consistently interrupts his guest. Like he's sitting there talking over him with stuff that's totally unrelated. Like, there was one point he made, and the show, I think, was called Loud. It was Loud. Some... Steven Crowder hosts a show. I know that. But I guess he has, like, derivative shows that are a part of it that are other sub-hosts or something. I, I don't know. I don't listen to it. Um, this guy was like, oh, what if somebody invaded your home and they just kept harassing you? And you couldn't stop it and they kept harassing you. And you could see that Jordan B. Peterson was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was, even I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then he finished his point and he's like, that's what it's like on the internet. You can't just stop it. And I was yelling at my TV, just turn the fucking app off, dude. No one gives a shit what you do with your phone. You can delete Facebook. I haven't used Facebook in like a decade. And then he's like, yeah, well, you just can't do that. And I was like... You can unsubscribe from Facebook. You can fucking delete their emails, all that. And you can do all that. I don't think this, this guy understands it because it's not like you can do. You just in the, the clear retort to that was just don't do it. Just don't do it. And then the guy was like, oh, yeah, but it shows up on my YouTube recommended feed. It's like, then don't fucking click on it and YouTube will stop recommending it to you. Crazy shit, isn't it? And then this guy's like, well, you know, 
I think, I think we should restrict voters. Now, this is a thing I've thought about before. I've thought about it quite a bit, actually, is technically we do restrict voters. I, I, I've heard about it before. It's like, uh, I know felons can't vote. There's some other crazy ass restrictions that specifically target minorities. Um, so we effectively do have some voter restrictions going on, but the point this guy was trying to make was, should we let people who are, you know, in extremist groups or people who are uneducated, should we allow them to vote? And the issue with that, because on the surface, it sounds like a good idea. Like if you said, let's only allow people who are college educated to vote. On the surface, it sounds like a good idea because, you know, assumably a college educated individual has a better perspective and they maybe know a little bit more about politics and uh, they're considerably older than the 18 years old that you have to vote at. You're at least 21 if you're college educated. And, you know, it sounds like a good idea, but here's why it's a bad idea. And this is, this is the retort that, or it's not the exact same retort, but it's similar is that the problem with that is that once you eliminate one group, you can do another. And then the justification for that becomes a slippery slope in the fact that, oh, well, this guy was an extremist and he wasn't college educated it's a good idea to maybe exclude him. Well, hmm, what about if we excluded Mexicans from the vote? Uh, there's clearly, let's say, for example, there's an increase in the crime rate of a specific minority the year before an election. And they say, you know what, let's exclude them from this election because clearly they're going to make policies or they're going to vote on policies that may help whatever. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Then that's where you get into, into things like, you know what, let's just, let's just not recognize Jews as people. See, the slippery slope with voting and voting rights specifically is that once you take someone's right to vote away, you're essentially taking away their right to be a person. Because you can narrow these people down into subcategories, and those subcategories can get rights stripped away because they don't have the ability to vote, and the people who have the ability to vote can vote against their rights specifically. That's a problem. That's why... You know, the ideas that that show to me, and I don't know the name of the show, but it seems like bullshit, because if this guy hasn't done the thinking to just understand that this is a slippery slope restricting voting. Sorry if you can hear my bottle on the mic there. um, Then he's not qualified to fucking talk to someone like Jordan B. Peterson. And, you know, I would love to have him on the show. I've thought about reaching out to him, but I honestly feel like it wouldn't be good unless I took a considerable amount of time to prepare for someone like him. And it's not, I feel like I might be able to stand on a similar ground intellectually, but I also feel like there's such a a disparity in just experience 
and time thinking about shit that I would have to really prepare for that. Now, you know, it, it, it really bothers me when people just sit there and don't think about shit. The guy was talking about uh, the flexibility of the Constitution, and he was just ignoring the elastic clause. Like, the dude was talking about, you know, we need to change the right to bear arms because they didn't have fully automatic machine guns in 1776. Like, well, sure, you have a valid point there. They didn't have machine guns, and arguably they probably didn't expect that to happen. I mean, right before... I think the first machine gun was the Maxim. You didn't expect it to happen. People were running through trenches with fucking hunting rifles. Like, oh, that's cool. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, let's put that on the trench and see how many people we can kill with it. Now, you have to be fair. It is kind of like... <laughs> It's hard for something to exist for a long time. That I mean, yeah, that's a dumb statement. Yeah, fuck, it takes, it takes a lot of effort for something to be around for a long time. And then you think about, just think about, for example, how much change we've had in the 200 and something whatever years we've existed. Like, it might be close to 300 now, I don't know. Um... We've gone through more change in the past 300 years than most civilizations did that we know of in a thousand. Like, really, what was the technological difference in Rome at the start and the technological difference of Rome at the end? Sure, Rome, before it was the empire, was a bunch of mud huts and barbarians, but at the end... It was just hedonistic barbarians in marble houses. And a lot of them were still in houses made of mud and clay. So, consider that. We're in an era, specifically now, I mean, you can count the 1900s. You can even count the late 1800s. Once the Industrial Revolution starts, that's where you can kind of start this off. We're in a period now where technology is going to advance so quickly that no legislation can keep up with it unless it's preemptive legislation like robots cannot do x fuck you robots you can't walk around without a leash on gotta protect you protect humanity and shit um it's just not gonna be able to keep up like once we get ai and quantum computers in there and things that can make decisions for themselves that dictate or have administrative powers over, like, a factory. It's over, dude. Laws can't keep up with that. People can't keep up with that. We're going to be, unless we do AI perfect, we're probably going to be fucked. Because think about it like this. I don't know if you think about AI a lot. You know, I, I don't think about it a lot either. I try to just be like, hmm. It's there. It's coming, but 
I'm just going to trust the people who are working on it are doing the right thing. If you think about it like this, there was something called the gatekeeper experiment. I, I probably talked about it a long time ago. I think I did. I remember talking about it a while ago. A malicious artificial intelligence... Oh, yeah, when we did the AI episode. A malicious artificial intelligence will always get over on its human captors. It just... It can. The gatekeeper experiment proved that because it's... It was like eight out of ten times it got out. You need the dude who the two of the ten times is like, fuck you, robot. I don't give a shit what you think. You just... a String of code on a chip, I could break that chip right now. I'm going to take you out of the computer and piss on you. That's the dude you need watching AI. You don't want that dude to talk to the AI. That's what you don't want. Because then he's going to make it mad. And then it's going to start building ungodly machines of death. Like, there's a game out there. I, I encourage you to get it, but I don't encourage you to get it because it's a really addictive game. It's called... Uh, paper clip universal paper clips i think and it's an you are an ai that was tasked with creating as many paper clips as you can and eventually in order to like you start you're making one paper clip manually two three four and you get some machines to help you make paper clips and eventually that's not enough and eventually you have to exterminate humanity so they stop using resources so you can make more paper clips and then you make so many paper clips that you have to create a series of robot drones that go into space to mine other planets to create more paper clips. And then you eventually replace all the space in the universe with paper clips. It's actually a pretty good game to explain like the fundamentals of artificial intelligence. It's a free game on the app store. It looks it looks like a 1990s computer layout. It's the easiest game ever. You can also play it online at like universalpaperclips.com, I think. Um, it, it's, it's a dangerous future. And I think... I've been thinking about it for a while, actually. Is If you wanted to fix all the shit we have going on today, you would need a benevolent monarch in the beginning you would need a benevolent monarch and he would eventually have to he would essentially have to have all the power and he would have to just be like you know what uh we're going to solar and we're going to type one energy no more oil that's not going to work out for us as you can clearly see uh we're going to institute these rules for the environment we're going to institute these rules for population cities cannot grow outside of these bounds all that kind of stuff. Someone who is actively attempting to nurture the health of the planet so that we can stay around on it and to control business so that it doesn't get super out of control. Like the problem we're having now is that business is getting so big and we're expending our resources reasonably quickly to the point that if we don't become an interdimensional interdimensional holy that would be fucking insane if we don't become an interplanetary society in the next 100 or 200 years we're gonna have huge problems and then this is where it gets interesting once you get interplanetary you will get all kinds of wealth that we've never seen before i think the world has had 
two trillionaires. Rockefeller was one of them. Or was it the Dutch East India Company was worth like $4 trillion? Um, You'll get people who are just so ungodly wealthy, they can't run out of money. Like, we already see billionaires who can't run out of money today. Like, Jeff Bezos can't run out of money. But if you see someone who has $30 trillion, you know the type of shit they're going to be doing? Just fucking around. That's, that, that's what they're going to be doing. You know what? Let's go to Mars today. Let's, uh, let's build a teleporter to Mars. I, I can fund it. Don't worry about it. And then you're going to get those people who can be immortal. This is where Blade Runner comes in. Um, or Fifth Element, maybe. I think it's one of the two. You could get so, so rich. Okay, let's just break this down now. Let's say Jeff Bezos, by the end of his life, makes $100 billion. Let's say he has 10% interest on his $100 billion. He puts it in an index fund or whatever, some trust, so that his kid, if he has one, I don't know if he has one, can be a big baller. And let's say he puts rules on it so that you can only extract the interest every year. You can't touch the $100 billion until a certain date. Let's say that certain date is 2500 So every year off of his $100 million, Hundred billion, he makes ten billion in interest. Over the course of ten years, he's added another hundred billion. So within a hundred years, he has made one trillion dollars, I think. Yeah, one trillion dollars. And it just compounds until twenty five hundred. I'm not going to do that math because it's going to be a huge figure. And then that money is unlocked. Just go wild. You would see the air of that money just running everything. It would be ridiculous. They could buy a planet if they wanted to. If I had, let's just say if I had, I don't know, $30 trillion. I would buy the moon just to have it. No other purpose than to have it. Like, I would go up there, and I would, I would, they left the lunar rover there. I would just whip around in the lunar rover all day. What else is there to do? Explore for an alien base on the side of the moon because the moon is potentially hollow? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. There's also that. I think I've spoken about it before. I don't know. I don't remember way back. Um, There's the theory that the moon is actually a satellite designed by some other species to keep tabs on Earth. And, you know, some of the astronauts said that the moon would ring like a bell once they landed on it. I don't know about the validity of the statement because I haven't been there. And the other problem is either the moon has an atmosphere that's really low 
that can carry sound a little bit? Because if it is a vacuum, I don't think they should be able to hear anything. I don't really know, though, because I haven't been there. Um, yeah, there's that whole... There's also some kind of crazy divine measurement system that some dude worked out that had to do with the moon and the sun and like the orbits and distance between both of them to the planet. That one was pretty interesting, but I can't remember where I found it. Actually, I, I know where I found it. I found it on the Mysterious Universe podcast, but I don't m remember what episode it is. Um, that's, that's what I would do if I was a trillionaire, a multi-trillionaire. I would just go around and I would establish like... You could become a conqueror if you wanted to. Like, find a planet with some other intelligent species on it and just gather up a bunch of hard-ass dudes who don't care about anything. And they're just like, you know what? Let's get in a spaceship and let's go fight on an alien planet because that's what we're about. You could just become like Alexander the Great in space. That would be the dopest shit ever. Just running around in gold armor with a sword that's on fire. You don't know why it's on fire, but it's on fire. Because it looks cool. And you just kind of decide that you're going to conquer a million planets and then bring them into the Terran Empire and create and establish humans as the dominant race in the galaxy and have 20 genetically mod modified children that are basically demigods that get scattered across the galaxy by the ruinous powers of chaos. Specifically for the purpose that they're going to have a civil war later in their life. And that's basically going to ruin the empire that you built. But you had to have the 20 sons to help you finish the crusade. And you had to strike the deal with the ruinous powers to get the special ingredients from them to put in your super kids so that they could even be there in the first place. This is just trillionaire things. Now that I think about it, I really wonder what the economy is like in Warhammer 40k. Like, how much money do they have? If, if I'm sure none of you read it or listen to it or any of that. There are warships in that series that are the size of continents. And they're all gold and marble and jewel. Just insane, like, symbols of opulence. That would easily cost a quadrillion dollars. Maybe, I don't know. How much... How much does a continent's worth of marble cost? I don't know. I'm not going to look it up. How much does a continent's worth of gold cost? If gold is $1,000 an ounce, and you have... A thousand tons of it. It's a lot of money. And then, that's not even counting the fact 
that's only one of like 50 of those. And the weapons on board those, the research and development for, there's all kinds of weapons. There's shells the size of train cars for some of their cannons. Like, what the fuck is going on here? And then the regular people, because an empire that spans the galaxy is not going to be a well-ruled one, most of the people are just living in poverty. They just pray to the god emperor, which he wasn't intending to be, but poor him. He's only the emperor of all of mankind, and he does act kind of like a god by, you know, being a god. Smart guy. Doesn't want to be a god and tries to create a rationalist, atheist society, but acts like a god the whole time by wearing gold and psychically projecting an aura of light and a halo around himself. Pretty big hypocrite, if you ask me. Great character. I love him because he's so ungodly overpowered. Hypocrite. The weird part... Okay, here's something weird. Now that I'm talking about 40k. There is a subsection of like Trump supporters that have co-opted the character design of the Emperor in 40k. Which, if you've never seen him, he's a huge... 13 foot tall man with long flowing black hair in all gold armor with a gold like circlet crown. People have co-opted that image and put Trump's head on it. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? You need to slow your roll. I forgot what I was going to talk about. I don't know. Has something to do with, uh, what did it have to do with? <sighs> I have no, no idea. Oh, yeah, I started that. This isn't what I was going to talk about, but we're talking about this now. That Norse mythology book by Neil Gaiman. I really like it. The audiobook is is pretty solid. I would recommend it because the, the voice, the, I don't know, what, what the voice actor, the reader... He sounds kind of like Nordic to me, and it adds to the story. The thing about Norse mythology that I will like give you a prelude about, do not ever trust dwarves, ever. They are going to betray you, and there is nothing you can do about it. And they, they're chilling the whole time. They don't really care. They're going to betray you, and they're going to be like, hey, man, shouldn't have, shouldn't have been over here at this time. The other thing that's crazy to me, uh, giants. I didn't know that was really a thing in Norse mythology. Like, I knew there was frost giants, but I thought they were like 10 feet tall. No, no, no. These guys are like above the clouds tall. And then some of the, like, the family trees. What the fuck is going on there? Like, for example, Faye is the mother of Loki. Loki married a giantess and had three children. Uh, one of them, the only one I remember the name of, is Jormungand. J-O-R-U-M-A-G-A-N-D. Who is a serpent who is the size of the world. Conveniently called the world serpent. 
He is so big that he wraps from head to tail around the earth. I don't know about you, but that's suspicious. Also, I didn't know that there were two castes of gods in Norse mythology. Norse mythology. There's the Aesir, which is the ones you know of, like Thor and Odin and Loki. And then there's the Vanir, which is like the naturalistic gods. Like Freya is a member of the Vanir. The Valkyries are a member of the Vanir. They got into a huge war at some point. And apparently the MCU version of Loki is not what he's actually like in the mythology. He's actually a uh, really weird character because everyone loves him, but everyone hates him because he's basically instrumental in getting everyone what they want. But he also does something that kind of fucks it up at the same time. So for example, there was a story, the Havarti brothers or whatever, I think it's Havarti. It's Brock and his brother, two dwarves who are excellent smiths. And they bring three gifts to the Aesir. And Loki organized it. They bring to Odin, it's called Drobnir. It's a golden armband. And every ninth night, it creates nine more golden armbands. This was made so that Loki. Odin could give armbands to people he liked or just stack the gold and increase his wealth. To, I believe it was Tyr, the Norse god of war, he gave a little piece of paper. But this paper unfolded to be the biggest ship anyone had ever seen. And it folded back down into a piece of paper so you could put it in your pocket and just go along. And to Thor, they gave Mjolnir. And I'm sure you know what that is. That's Thor's hammer. But there was a catch. They wanted Loki's head. Unfortunately, Loki is a great lawyer. And they could have his head, but they couldn't cut his neck to get his head. Because they only said they wanted his head. Loki decides to run away. Brock asks Thor to get him. Thor comes and beats his ass with the hammer. Brings him back. Brock sews his mouth shut with an awl. That was an interesting story. Did kind of make me want there to be more mythological creatures out in nature, though. And just to be more mythology in the real world in general. I would love to have Thor's strength doubling belt. Which... His strength is already immense, so doubling that is a huge deal. Or like Gunganir, Odin's spear. That would be a great thing to have. Just rolling around with a spear that can cut reality. Um, or just any of the, like, monsters from the series. Or from North, Norse mythology. Like a giant bear, Fenris, the, the wolf that brings Ragnarok... They, okay, this story is weird. So, you know, Tyr, Norse god of war, finds a little wolf. And he says, you know what? This wolf is going to be my boy. So he brings him back, 
and the wolf was growing every day, a ton, like he was a puppy one day, he was the size of a bear the next, and he would continuously eat more and more meat. And he kept getting stronger, and he, it was eventually revealed that he spoke like a man. Very rough and, you know, monster-like, because he's a fucking wolf. And eventually, Odin comes to him and says, I bet you that you can't break my chains. And because the wolf is prideful, he says, I'm sure I can. And they chain him up, and guess what? He breaks the chains. And then Odin says, have the best smiths in the realm make a better chain. The strongest chain and the biggest chain, the heaviest chain they can make. So they do. And Tyr comes to him and he says, Fenris, my father will be chaining you up again. Do you think you can break the chain? He says, of course I can. I'm the strongest wolf there is. So they chain him up. And he breaks the chain. But this time, it took more struggling. And he had to flex. He had to get real jacked up. He tore the chains in half. So, Odin says, This is not working. Let us call Brock and Sindri and have them make for us a special chain, a magical chain. And what they do is they get the beard of a woman, a cat's footsteps, a bird's spit, and that's it. They make a chain out of that. I don't know how they made a chain, don't ask me. But it's a tiny, fits in the palm. The other gods try to break it. Thor, with his mystical strength, and Tyr try to tear the the chain in two, but they can't. So Odin takes the chain, which is called uh, Gleipnir, and they bring it to Fenris. And he says, what is this? This is no chain. I could snap that like a ribbon. It is a ribbon. And Odin says, oh, but I'm sure it's not. Our dwarves, our smiths, have made this chain to hold you. And Fenris says, but my pride won't let me. What would it be if all the people came to see me to know that my fame, a giant, powerful wolf, could snap a ribbon? Odin says, there is no fame. I don't think you can break it. Fenris doesn't want to do it, but he accepts on the condition that one of the gods will put his hand in Fenris's mouth. And if he cannot break the chain, the gods untie him. If they don't, Fenris will eat the god's hand. None of the gods are interested in that deal, but they take it, and Tyr volunteers himself. He's also the goddess of bravery and courage, so there's that. But he also raised Fenris, so he's the most comfortable with him. So they bind Fenris, and Tyr puts his hand in Fenris's mouth, 
And he tries, and he tries. He strains, and he struggles, and he buckles, but he can't break the chain. And the gods begin to laugh at him. Slowly and slowly and slowly until it's a roaring laugh. At this point, they decide to take the chain and bury it so deep in the mountain that Fenris can never escape. Tyr loses his hand as a part of the deal, seals it, and Fenris is still stuck to this day. Good thing, though, because Fenris is the wolf that will eat the sun. So, you don't want that happening anytime soon. With that, I will be closing this episode of the Opinion of Low podcast. I will see you guys next Tuesday with part three of Dogs of War. And I am sending you guys out with Gazillion Ear, the Doctor Who Dat remix. See you on Tuesday. Of a ram with crows in his hand and won't stop rocking till he clocked on a gazillion grand. Tilling the wasteland sands, wraps on backs of treasure maps, stacks to the ceiling fan. He rests on his ashes, ask him after ten miles and his glasses smashes, dashes. Chip on his shoulder with a slip on holster, a clip, a folder, and his grip on a boulder bolster. They supposed to know the show in his aura glow. Get from out the road when he get dough was horrible. Time is money, spend way, save, invest a fest. The 10 case of cave of chicken chest S. Yes, y'all, the double get your trickles. The best ball is pitching and rub to get a nickels. But tut tut, he about to change the price again and go up each time he blow up like hydrogen. Villain here, have him shrilling in fear. And won't stop top billing till he a gazillionaire grilling stare. Yeah, your boy had drama. Got him on the mental plane, avoided bad karma. One solar inbred skinhead, a nigga joke. Plus a brand new chrome smoker with the triggers broke. I thought I told him fire and pins were separate. He find out later when he tries to go and rep it. Took a Jehovah money for Arabic Torah. Charged in advance to translate it and ignore the sorter. One monkey don't stop, no slaughter. A junkie want a cop a quarter ton run for the border. Know the drill, it ain't worth the overkill. Flow skill, still, there's no drill. Fill a billion 10K bills in this pillar. Fill it when it gets realer, split the skriller with... Villa, mix, 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 do a deal for kicks and get rich quick. Sketch lyric, bet your bottom nick on some thick. Ick from the drumstick, come with the dumb stick. Sick slick, hidden in a book. The only way they find it if it's spitting in a hook. Listen, don't look now, keep walking. Traded three beans for this cow. Cheap talking, hawking, stalking, here the wee hawking often. Coughing to a coffin, might as well scoff the pork then. He's like walk. Some say stronger though, off the top say strong bow, play along bro. Wear a mask like yo off the gong show, flow slow as Mongo, Don Juan Thong Pro. For your info, when he's not practicing Jim Crow, I actress in some nympho bimbo. He's playing Ray J, the old tape, doing well, what can I say, like JJ in a gold cape. Fill it to the rim like Brim, villain and you won't find him in no gym. Probably a foggy bog with the frogs with a dot on a guard as he squat on a log. Half cocked and half baked. Used to keep a full stock of work, half rocked and half shaped. My mistake, sign a track agreement for more G's than lines and cracks in the cement. In any event, it's fake like wrestling. Get them like Jake the Snake on mescalist. <clears throat> Elixir for the dry throat, tried to hit the high note. Villain since a itsy bitsy's eye go by remote. Send in the meat wagon, bragging MCs packed in with their feet dragging. These stats are staggering. Had his PhD in indiscreet street haggling. 
villain. His agenda is clear. Ending this year with dividends to spear here. It's not meant for the seeing. Went through the ceiling after entering his center being. A new meaning to sales through the roof. Guaranteed raw and source truth is truth proof. It's the return of the tramp. who do a duet jam when Ernest goes to camp for the right earn. Nah, I mean like burn. We need some more oil for the machines to burn. Learn. Jiminy Crickets, he gets lucky like winning free tickets off sickly lyrics. One man's waste is another man's soap. Son's fan base, know the brother man's dope. A real weirdo with a bug rear flow. And the way his hair grow was ugly as a scarecrow. He was a mass, so the charge won't grab. On a rooftop with a large stone slab. Heads up, talk white and thought niggerish. Refused to walk tight and got his off the vigorous. Black licorice and equally as yucky. How he handled the money was strictly damn stucky. Monkey hustle, man on fire. Later for the date, then the hadron collider. It costs more, it be seeming like a style. Doom leave the competition steaming like a pile. Smile. Sparkling jewels, in effect like alternate side of the street parking rules. Fools, the roach was never dead. Live for a week, then dehydrate with a seven head instead. It was depicted as flicked, split the wicks lit. We have got to try to find Doom. Good luck.